Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's going to stick around. Um, with Matthias, what I do like is he has always conducted himself with, I think, integrity. And it's if this if the sponsored skaters don't always agree with his vision, that's fine. You know, like the fact is, it's his business. He's going to do things that he wants to do. And the pro team, I remember Colin took issue with him because he was like, I want to know how many skates are sold. And he's like, well, that's not what we do right now. Like we don't, you know, I, I just don't think a skater had ever approached him at that time and went, I want to know the units. I want to know the margins. And he's like, that's not, that's privileged information. And it is privileged. Like that is, the fact yeah. is Colin at the time was not an employee. You're a sponsored writer. Employees are people who work in the office. They're, they work in the factory. Like, like, well, skate companies don't owe that either. Like exactly. companies, companies so, don't owe you that information. I don't owe the writers on my team to be as transparent as I'm being. But the reason why I'm doing so is because I want them. I want them to know that I'm yeah. an open book with them and that I want them to also like not look at me as someone who's like over them, but someone who's like, hey, dudes, I need you to work with me. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build something here. I need you. And we're trying to do. So um, th- that being said, I don't think that no company owes that information to people. Um, the rate, the reason I'm doing that is to create uh, something I think is, is valuable within the brand. So I, I, I see my reasoning behind it is to create a trust with not only the riders, but um, hopefully the, yeah, and, and I, th- I, th- I think, you know, I think it's, okay. it's, it's good to, I think it's encouraging if you're like, hey, you know, we're, we're doing this, like, you know, this is what's, what's happening. So if you want to support us, feel free to, like, you know, because we're trying to do this with our, it's not going to, to my, like, you know, um, to my retirement house, you know, or something like that. But um, so, yeah, um, I think that even though that that's something that some companies do and John Julio has done the same thing, he's been pretty transparent in that way. And I think that all that does is garner trust and, 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 and create trust, uh, you know? So it's, uh, it, it, it does on, on just, but that's on the basis that other companies are doing it dishonestly and saying, are not, I, I think what I'm trying to express is like mm. with Matthias, I was never under the impression that he was lying to writers or misleading them. Whereas with other companies who have existed through the years, I do feel as if they were willfully lying and misleading writers just for their own personal gain. And that's what I take exception to. I don't think a skater has to own the brand. It can be a business guy that owns the brand as long as he runs it with integrity and with. I agree. I get that everyone's there to make money. The fact is, you know, you start a company to make money. You don't, it's not a charitable endeavor. You're not doing it to just, you know, just for the good of mankind. That's, that's very, the fact is if, you know, if you're starting a company, you want it to be profitable and that's fine. As long as it's not profitable at the expense of the culture. I agree. And, and, and there's several expenses to take into consideration the expense of the culture the expense of the participants, you know, like um, I remember hearing like an old interview back in the day. It was like some music uh, guy that I like, um, but he, basically he was a struggling musician, like in his twenties and his thirties and like uh, didn't really pay, plan out payout for him. It's like something similar to maybe like the, what could be the blading path. You, you spend all your time, all your energy, work, work, work. And then at the end, there's not really anything financially there. Or, or something like that. And he talks about uh, 
like he just uh, people can feel resentful after a while because they feel like their youthful energies are wasted. Uh, he he refers to that about his youthful energies being spent up and not having those anymore and that time being passed. There's so many really talented people in rollerblading, especially on Mesmer. <laughs> like, but it's I I'm, I'm like, dude, you guys can do like anything you want. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're obviously very talented people. If you like took this energy you're putting into blading and you put it toward art, you put it toward music, you put it toward school, you put it toward uh, whatever trade, then it's probably going to be very lucrative for you and pay off for you. Um, So I think in that way, it's you owe the honest, like you don't have to be again about the honesty. It's, it's not about oversharing because there are certain things that you don't owe to share. You can, if you want, I think you can create like a good, some trust, but um, I think that, you owe the the minimum of not lying. And then I think just like some very basic truths, which yeah. are, which are cool. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I trailed off there. Sorry. That's all right. Um, right. I'm going to ask you a tough question now though. This is. Uh, I, 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 I know, I know, I know there's going to be some. I was, I was debating whether or not to ask you this. Right. Shoot. With, with the position you're in, you're very much reliant on power slide the fact is they are the key to the the manufacturing without them it, you know let's put it in a hype i don't see this happening because again i do consider matthias can i to stop be, you now can i stop you now right quick because i think i know what you're getting at and and, and if and if i don't know if it stopped you too, too early and it's in it's incorrect then let's pick it up but do you mind or do you cool. want to finish okay so there's th another thing about Matthias is um, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's okay. Um, he's in his sixties and he said, this isn't something he wants to really do forever. And if he, when he wants, when he does retire, he's made his money basically. What, when, when when he does retire, he doesn't want to see everything he's created go away. He's trying to find other people for these positions. Okay. Um, so this thing lives on. He doesn't stand in the way between me and the manufacturer at all. I'm in the emails. I'm talking to the manufacturers. Like, and so I'll provide, this is, I have zero intention and I would never um, as much as much charity, like not, I wouldn't say that's the right word, but as much faith as Matthias has put into me is I would never betray that. Um, okay. He's never given me a reason to, and I would never do so. And I'm a principled person. I like to consider myself that way. Um, I'm in the emails talking to the people in China. I'm talking to them where I'm, I'm dealing with them as well. Like, and Shima was able to maintain a relationship with SSM because after Ray, Andy never kept Shima in on the emails with, uh, so he didn't, but when Shima reached out, they saw his name on so many skates that they know he was a person of consequence. So he was able to kind of continue that relationship from him knowing. Um, they own certain molds. Um, yeah. And so if, if, if anything went bad, like if, like we're using the mold that they own, it's not an open mold, um, like the cult, for example. Um, but 
if something ever happened where it was like, ah, oh, go to hell, go to hell, you go to hell. You know what I mean? That doesn't necessarily cut us off from dealing with the manufacturer because we already have that relationship now. So that relationship is already established on my end, direct with the manufacturer. Um, I would assume it would be a conflict of interest to continue to use the same That's mold that, say, that, like, that we currently have. Yeah, yeah I, not, I would assume. Not that anything would be bad or, or Matthias would do it and wrong, just that he might decide, oh, this isn't working out for me. Then you guys don't have a boot. And without no. a boot, See, you don't have a skate company. So it's like. Then, remember that two months that I was telling you about? Right. Yeah, we 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 explored that in in this time. Okay, this is this is a long term deal. Even if it falls flat on its face after one year, this is we both he and I are obligated, and we're in there for for right. years. Um, that, that's that's all I wanted to know. Right? Okay. There's there's literally short of, um, like if I, I don't even know what could what could create this. Uh, I, I mean, I obviously money could make a big problem. Like you know, if if I like uh, screwed him on money or something, and he's like, dude, like, whoa, I thought you were a trustworthy guy. You're a scumbag. We're done. And uh, yeah, I mean, it could probably significantly hurt us. I but even in his interests, I don't know how he would reintroduce that skate under. Like, it's it's in both of our interests like to continue to do this and there's like no reason against it and we and we've we're prepared for whatever rollerblading can bring which is the worst financially we're like oh yeah we're ready for we're ready for, for like no sales like we'll, we'll we'll still so um yeah that's something i'm not particularly worried about and also i will just say That Mesmer is a brand new company with one boot mold right now. Okay. Um, and I mean, we I, intend on being a company that is around for years to come with many different options for all different kinds of people and all different kinds of feet. So um, that's our intention. The stuff that you guys have achieved in just a year, I think a lot of people don't realize yet yeah, has only, it's only been a year. Like that, that promo only came out, what, like last November or something like that. You've had mesmerizing. You had the trip to New York, the trip to Barcelona. You had RV there yet, basically another mini tour. And now you've had the New York one where I'm assuming it's coming out relatively soon. And that's like, you've basically taken those guys on tour more times than most brands have and all in the space of 12 months that's a lot it is it is a lot but it's also like kind of what's i don't know how sustainable that is like we're, we're i'm trying to do at least two trips a year i, I want to stick to that but um we're also a brand that's launching so we had to come out like that like do you know what i mean it's not like we're established so so we kind we kind of had to invest and and come out in that kind of way um, but, but, but there's plenty but, of brands that haven't in the last five years. And as a result, there's zero momentum behind them. So like it, it, it might not be working in the short term and it might be losing you money in the short, like you're putting in rather than, but the fact is it, you're putting in and it's yielding significant results. Like people are like, it's, it's we're building something. It's creating respect for the brand. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that that's the intention. We're trying to build something. And 
I might've said this on the last podcast. I've said this several times. Um, when we came into with Mesmer, uh, we, we viewed that them skates would be our main competitor because we just, we felt like no disrespect to the other brands, but we just wanted to, uh, compete with the brand that was kind of putting out the most content and stuff like that. Cause we wanted to be at a certain standard. And when we said, when we, when we were getting started, we're like, not only are we going to do the best we can do, but we're going to bring the best out of all the companies that are serious, including them. And I honestly think that us being around has done that. I think that, um, and no disrespect. Okay. So like you look at like, you look at dead, dead wheels, right. It's like probably like the biggest wheel thing, right? Like the biggest, like in terms of popularity teams, like, you okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll go along with that. Yeah. In terms of, right? in terms of, in, in, yeah. In terms of team popularity, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. And I feel like they don't have to do much to hold that position because there's not anyone kind of bringing it really tough to them. Like it's just, there's not like high, I, I just don't see like the need for you to be extremely active as a wheel company because there's not that much uh, high quality competition in the field. Like, and I don't mean to be insulting to other brands, but I'm just talking about in terms of like content, um, like, you know, you look at whatever. Okay. I hope I'm not insulting to anyone, but um, so Mesmer was just like, okay, we're going to try to do our best and try to do tours and we're going to introduce things. And we're going to be the first brand that puts uh, images on the bottom of our soul plates. Like, and we're going to uh, do a tour in an RV and we're going to make touring and making the idea of a team, a thing we're, we're bringing teams back. I remember we're like, yo, we're bringing teams back. Like we're not, we're just going to, it's, 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 it's a team. Like, and then that was like an arrogant thing. We were saying, we're like, we're bringing, who the fuck do we think we are? We're bringing teams back. But, but honestly, I, I've, we do some stuff and then I, I see some stuff and then I'm like, oh, cool. Where we are influencing the companies around us in a positive way. And that's cool. Whether it's, um, encouraging them to do their own tour with their own team and like then, and then show that value in the team and that togetherness, then that's, that's awesome. Whether it's like a design idea, like, you know, that we had, but it's like, or whether it's putting out a video part for video part or like some parts come out and it's like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta make the best video we can. The healthy competition and what's healthy for skating is us bringing the best out of one another. It's not about who's better than who or who's the best it's i see a them skates thing that's like really high quality and i'm just like let's go let's go i'm not like damn that was whack that was i don't know we could do it better than that i don't know i'm like damn that was sick let's do something sick let's let's really let's make let's okay let's do like so it's i i feel like that's it that's like a healthy encouraging positive thing for, for skating, like creating what we see as our standard, other people creating their standard, and then us kind of like inadvertent, like 
like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, not not saying what you don't like, but just yeah. showing what you do like by just doing it and then seeing how that affects like the situation around you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to and I'm not. Uh, yeah, we're killing it. We're doing good. I looked at I look at the guys. It's them. It's not even like people are like, like, oh, Dom Skate is so good. Great. Yeah, he did a great job, didn't he? Go tell him he did it. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh man, I really love this shirt. Oh, word, John made that one. Thank, tell him he he's he's the one doing that. And oh, I really love this edit. Oh, that's Mark. He's the genius. Oh, your marketing, the Instagram looks great. Oh, that's Mark. He's the brains, man. You got to talk to him about that. But I agree. I think Mesmer has done that, and I'm not taking credit for it. Like, I I think it's it's a result of us having this open dialogue and this like bunch of people with different visions who are passionate about what it is that we do but yeah it's i'm shocked too i was sitting i'm not i'm i'm i'm, I'm not even being a jerk i'm shocked too i, I was sitting, me and john were like a couple weeks ago and he was like yeah we're going to the warehouse and he's like yo this is crazy like that we got this warehouse with all these skates like mesmer like it's a thing i was like i know dude it's wild like i still can't even it doesn't even because, like I said, it just went from like uh, this like old idea to like an idea to like a sample to a sample to like oh, I guess we're filming a video. It's like we're filming a video and it's like oh we're doing pro skates and oh shit we're like we're like we're heavy players in this game like you know and and we're and we're saying we're gonna do things and f- for no other reason than not wanting to look like a hypocrite we we do the things you know what I mean. Now that's not the only reason, but you know what I mean. Um, I don't know. Am, am I like patting myself? I feel like I'm getting like on a hype right now. Am I like, yeah, yeah? Like, am I like building up right now? I gotta chill. Um, I do want to ask about RV there yet, right? Why, why do people keep going on skate tours to Slab City? Because, with all due respect, <laughs> it looks like the shittest skate spot on earth. Right. Like why you've been there twice now. Mm-hmm. Like Okay, I got you. So, um I made an itinerary for that trip um right. with like uh you know the our stops and it was perfectly mapped and Slap City was not a part of it. It was not a part of the trip. Um Bina, Brian Bina who is our photographer who we brought on the trip was like Oh, we got to go to slab. We got to go to slab. I was like, dude, we don't have time. Can't do it. We have a demo. We got to do this. And uh, I think like, okay. So I think that tour was like also really special for like Levy, Martin, Gabriel, um, maybe Dom. But I think Dom has had a lot of experiences in the States, but this is like the first experience in the States. It's like very similar to like what the Shredwiser path tour was and they're kind of reliving it in this way that like we lived it so they it was not on the plan and they were like dude we got it we got it like they got all like really hyped on it so i was like okay we had like a demo at like from six to nine at a skate park in arizona on our like uh on our second to last day and then we had to go to like uh, san bernardino for the next day so i was going to go along the way stop somewhere along the way and then let's go to San Bernardino. We looked up Slab City and it was like five and a half hours away. And I was like, all right, if everyone wants to go, 
and like they wanted to go i was like for the experience for like this like like these kind of younger dudes first time in the states in the desert like wanting to like get that experience i was like all right i'll just do it so i just basically drove to like 2 30 in the morning got everyone there we got there um woke up they had the experience it's a it's a very fascinating place it's unlike any place i i guess it, it maybe could be considered something close to christiania but it's not it's it's like it's no man's land it's not uh u.s territory um you can live you can squat live there for free since covid it has like quadrupled in size they've made it like a city because people like left society and they're like making like proper homes there like real proper two-story homes in like the middle of this place in the desert that you could just build you just go there and build and um so it was fascinating to see that, but it's the skate spot itself. It's not about the skate spot. Basically there's a skate spot there and people use it as an excuse, but it's this like weird desert experience that I feel like uh, it was valuable for them to have had in their life. And I, and, and that's why, that's why we did it. Like I was, I was like, dude, we need to go to slab city. I'm dude. I was over that place like freaking five, six years ago. I'm, I'm finished with that place. But um you know, it's, I think a big part of that and why we wanted to do that uh, is not only are we trying to like produce like high, high quality skates stuff, like content on the internet, uh, the best skates we could possibly make cool clothes. Not only, not only are we trying to do those things, but we're also trying to create an experience for our riders that would incentivize like the youth to want to have these kind of experiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember when I was like young looking at like the USD tour video, I just wanted to be on tour. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, man, I want to, I want to be there. I want to be with those guys. I want to do that. Like, you know, and um, you can go, you can film stuff at your house and we can all film stuff at our house and send it in and edit it. And we have a video, but it's not really showing our experience which is the thing i think of value like skating is just the thing that connects us it's not like it's not even like the thing that we most like want out of skating a lot of the time like for me i know like the like almost more than the skating i like the friendships that i have from skating i like it more than the skating like the 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 bonds that i've created through skating the experiences that i've had through skating generally more valuable than the moments that I've had with rollerblades on my feet. And I, that's kind of what we were trying to show and reintroduce. Like, no, we're a team. We do fun stuff. Like, yes, we're going to skate, but then we're going to go, you know, swim in this river or uh, we bought a BB gun from Walmart and we're going to shoot cans or whatever, like stupid little thing. Um, But it's, I think it's like a, a lot of that stuff and including like what I was going back to the competition, it's, it's, it's about how our things are being seen and how they're being received. And if there's something that looks like they're fun and you want to be a part of it, if you want to be, hang out with these kind with these guys, like, you know, it's really hard to sell a, a, a fish brain. No one gets a fish brain. No one knows what a fish brain is. The name itself sounds weird. It's a, it's a fish brain. What the hell, what does it even mean? But it's the experience as a whole is is kind of something we're trying to create and something that could maybe look fun and then you could want to be a part of and that's that's for me as a as a as a young skater looking in like i always wanted to just be a part for those reasons it it, it was yeah. yeah it wasn't like the man i really need to rollerblade 
because I love rollerblading. I do love rollerblading, but it wasn't it that wasn't even the main motivator a lot of the time, you know. So yeah. I think that's part of what we're trying to bring. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's what yeah, that's what I knew within 24 hours of one a pair of rollerblades. That's what I wanted to do because uh, I just felt like a different person. Because yeah, you see a skate video and you're like, that's not just sport. That's so much more. It's not just the activity. It's the lifestyle. It's the experience. It's the music they listen to. It's the things they do when they're not skating. It's the situations they find themselves in, interacting with people on the street that you normally wouldn't interact with because you're not spending time hanging around a council estate for like four hours in the middle of a Saturday afternoon where it's got like the highest footfall of the people that live there, you know, stuff like that, like interacting with these people that you probably wouldn't run into in any other aspect of your life. You'd just go about your day and do your job and go home. And that would, yeah, that would be it. You wouldn't have those interactions. So I do think it, it is so much more than that. And I think, I think that is what is so special about what we do. And I think capturing that is difficult. And some people have managed it over the years. Some people have done like a really good job of like showcasing what it feels like to actually be there and do that with your friends. And I think that's the people that have managed to do that with thinking of examples like Haitian Lost Tapes or like Delphon Dio, where they went to Greece. I was like, that—that that is what a skate holiday feels like. That is, you're just seeing these fascinating new things in these beautiful places and being like, oh my God, this exists. I can skate this. I think the, um, I think the USD 25 year anniversary, I think they did a good job too, because I know those guys by nature aren't maybe like friends on their own accord. Like, you know, I don't, I know they, some of them are into their own things. But I was watching that and I was like, yep, they got it. They got that across like on the screen where they're like, yeah, all right. The encouraging moments where you like, let's go. The, you know, moments. I I think one of the most powerful skate pieces of skate content ever made is, is like the be unique stuff still to this day. It's just the impact that that stuff had and how long it's lasted. People still hit me up to this day about Be Unique. It's crazy. It had like a cult yeah. following. But, and I, and I tried to dissect that. Like, why? What did they figure out that others are missing? How can they, how did they, what is it about Be Unique? Like, what was it like that did that? And people say things often that describe things that are part of it, but it's not the thing. People say, well, it was like really city or it had a good vibe. The music, it was a diverse crew of people. And yes, that's all true, but it's not the thing. I think the thing is that they did a good job encapsulating the emotions that we all experience as human beings and how that, how that can interact with us when we're skating. Like the frustration that we all feel in life, like from whatever happening in life, you Ramel kicking the rail, Ugh! like, you know what I mean? Or like the feeling of satisfaction and relief after like a hard fought struggle with something and giving your friend a hug, ah, a laugh, like things like that. Those are the things. Those are the human things that people can feel. People aren't going to feel your soul grind. I'm sorry, unless they're like a, a already committed skater, like the rest of us are. But reaching through to those other ways, they did a, such a fantastic job of accessing like the things that we all feel as humans. And that we could all relate to like that's the thing and uh you know i, I think that's part of what we want to do we just show hey this is fun we're having fun we're going on fun trips like it's not rocket science we're just some people having fun and enjoying each other and yeah in that there's the struggle with the trick the 
um, the satisfaction of having had land that trick, the support of a friend who might be struggling with a trick. You got this, man. You got this. Like, you know, those moments. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they come across the screen really well. Like, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think that sometimes it's just like skating, 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 skating. And it's like, yo, we all, we love skating. Like, that's fine. Like, but we could, we could, we should, I don't know. Like we, it's okay to explore other things because the skating's always been there. Like, it's so weird to think about. And um, the guy who I was referring to before the musician is in a band called Sleep. And they're talking about playing the same songs and music for in their 20s and 30s, and no one gave a damn. And then in their 40s, for some reason, there was like a resurgence of like their, their genre of music. And they went from playing to like, 13 people to like stadiums, like, you know what I mean? To like sold out venues, like thousands of people. And they were talking about like how weird that was. He's like, we've been doing the same thing this whole time. The music hasn't changed. It's been the same for 20 years. We've been playing to 13 people. Now we're playing to stadiums of people. Why? What, how, how is it received better? Was it? And for me, all the value of the skating that's that's there and it's being created every day but it's not like skating needs to get better that it's for people to get it like it's not that that's there that's figured out that's been there for 20 freaking years at least like we have that part figured out so it's 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 about like exploring like those other ways like you know that we don't really that we could be like maybe insecure to touch on like you know what i mean or like i don't know is this is this cool like so much of like what matters what's like i said like i'm married i don't have to worry about being cool anymore like you know what i mean i'm like it's i'm 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 already sorted out like you know but it's like is is that is this cool is that cool like oh i don't want to put out something that's not cool yo put out something that's not cool like take a risk and like make a joke about yourself make a laugh make it fun make it relatable make it come across the screen better the skating it's there it, like work on your craft and it's 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 a it's a martial art that's always going to be there you're always going to be refining it you're always going to be tuning it i'm 39 years old i'm still learning new things when i go out on skates thanks to people who motivate me like dominic bruce colin kelso and mesmer team things like that but um it's 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 you don't have to shove the skating down everyone's throat there's that's there just like the musician band sleep that I was talking about that played to 13 people, same songs, 20 years later, they're playing it. What made it crossover? What made people understand? So I think that's a good place to gear our minds in, in starting to expose what we do to other people, whether that be in contest format in content format. I love the skits. Um, we need more skits show the personality of the skaters. Uh, we don't, we haven't done any at Mesmer. I intend on doing some. I think it's a great way to show the personality of your team and your skaters. But the them skates weekend thing was freaking awesome. I loved that. I was like, this first of all, this is genius. Like the whole thing was brilliant. And um, like that was the thing. It took that, that skit that there was like no skating in for like all the skateboarders and like people to be like, oh, this, this is okay. Think about they changed their minds without the skating. Yeah. Like there was like so it's it's fascinating to like look down that and look at it that way. And it's also exciting because if you're just looking at it at it through a skating lens, you're like, man, like what else can we do? Should we jump off something that's 20 feet? Oh, should we should we should we grind a a, a 10 kink drop? Bro? How do we 
like you don't have to think about it like that anymore. You can think nice. about it like there's yeah. this whole other open place that you can like experiment with, and there's so much space there, you know. Yeah, when people come out with stuff like that, I, I just find it. I'm I'm like that attitude is so regressive where you're like, oh, roll blind's not what it used to be, or like roll blind's not as tough, or roll blind's not as hard, or it doesn't go as bit. And I'm like, that's what you still want to see. You still that's just what you want to see. You just want to see people killing themselves, getting broke off, and doing the hardest, scariest thing ever. We've seen that. You you just want to, you want to go back in time. Cool. What's the point in that? Like we've done that. We've proven that we can go bigger than most other sports we've proven we can get really badly hurt you almost died multiple mm -hmm. times yeah. i've got a video about that coming out about <laughs> people coming out the other side and putting uh, great stuff nice. multiple people almost died multiple people did die have died yeah do do we need to do we need to keep hammering home that point no what we want to do is expose the sport to more people and make it sustainable for the people in it who are trying to make a life out of it who are dedicated to it you're not going to do that by just going back to the same old crap oh let's let's 900 el toro let's let's 1080 it that'll do it like <laughs> i'm going to solve all the rollerblading's problems i'm going to 900 el toro let's back, right let's backflip el toro like <laughs> i mean that could like, work no could it work. won't no, you'll just go look at that freak backflipping that huge <laughs> set of stairs that's all that's going to do exactly it doesn't achieve anything yeah and 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 I think there's, there's, you know, there was a lot of learning that happened in the past few years with skating. Like one, um, Colin, I keep going back to Colin and Dominic. They, they, they show that, you know, you don't need much of a spot to show who you are as, as a skater. And you don't need much of a spot to like have a big impact on the direction of where skating can go. Um, you don't need a huge drop or a huge gap or anything like that. Um, I don't want to discourage people from doing hammers. Hammers are cool. Like it's, it is cool. I don't want you to feel like that's what you have to do, but look, some people, I like doing hammers. Like I'm 39. I'm still going to end up doing some because I actually genuinely like the feeling of, I think I can do this. I'm scared to do it. I'm going to put it to the side and try to do it and then have this feeling of satisfaction or a rewarding feeling. So it's, Skating is so many things. It doesn't have to be, oh, now we're there. We're in the, this direction, the toe presses, the heel presses. This is what skating is now. No, it, it can have all of it. It can have yeah. all of that. I know the regressive mentality you're talking about. I've, as someone who's gone through many stages as a skater, I can relate to that. Like, you know, I've, I've had that, like when things first come, come to skating, I'm like, wait a second. What is this? What is it? Cause you feel like you got to protect it. Right. Oh, it's, it's not this. And oh, well, we come from a different time and, and we did come from a different time. It was, it was a less refined era of skating that kind of made you have to skate in a way that didn't have as many options as there are now. So like, you know, it was just a natural and a logical progression to like go bigger at the time. And then you max out on that and you go sideways and then you start figuring things out. And it's all just been like, what seems natural and, and logical in the progression, but um, yeah, I just, I, I, I wouldn't want to discourage anyone from doing hammers, but I, I just put that to the side. But yeah, like the whole, the whole point is like to, to tie it back into our point is you, you don't have to do that. Like you don't have to, like you can, it's just about, it's like art. It's, it, it really is closer to art than sport. You know what I mean? I'll you look at football 
It's very black and white. Do this. Go run faster. Get ball in hole. Like yep. the fact more points, that more points, points mean more, prizes. More points are better. Yeah, exactly. Like in this, it's like the, there's the the ideas that once were that you know kind of governed our way of thinking in rollerblading are have been shattered over and over again, and now these people are people. It's like a it's like a part of skating now that's really fun. They're like, how much of the not traditional stuff can how far can i go from what is traditional like you know which is cool um that being said i think i just want to make a rollerblading like a a home for everyone if you're that guy that's like man more i want to see more dude let's see those hammers dude i will be like let's go let's see and i'll get stoked when i see you do a hammer man i'll get i'll get really pumped and if you're like Yo, I just want to compete flat ground. That's it. Flat. I'm a flat ground guy. I don't even jump on a curb. I, I'm, I'll sit there and I'll watch you. What can you do on a flat ground? Oh, cool. Oh, you do it. Okay. So like a shuffle, I'll leave toad, gazelle or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? I still don't even know what a gazelle is. And please don't try to explain it to me. I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's adorable I'm, that you think I'd, I'd be able to explain it. That's, that's- <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I do know what it is, but I wouldn't be able to explain it. But that's, I think that's why, like, I like, see, just the fact that you can go, it's like you said earlier, you don't have to shit on it. Just do what you want to do. Do what you mm. think represents the sport that you love, but you don't have to crap all over everyone else that has a different vision. Just, yeah. just follow yours. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, you know, I, but it, it it comes from a place like that feeling. It comes from a place of, of care like because colin talks about it we talked about it on the podcast we had on with on he was like you know i understand the need to protect things like you're like this is hang on this is my thing i spent a lot of time doing this this is you know i I put a lot of work in like i got a lot of scraped elbows i've been in the hospital a bit man like people have gotten hurt like people this means something like you know and all that's correct like you know what i mean yeah sure like that's that's 100 correct but it doesn't govern the way your vision doesn't, it, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to let's oh God, why I, I should have studied more English, but I need more words, but your way of viewing the situation doesn't, isn't going to necessarily cross over to the way someone else is going to see something and it shouldn't. And if it did, that would suck. It's people are, they're my favorite people to skate with. And Colin was talking about this. And I was like, I, I, I understand what he means. And I love it. Like when you're skating with like these new skaters or like these roller skaters, um, there's a girl in uh, Brooklyn. She's from Oakland. Her name's Sylvie. She, we had a roller skating competition at the BPSO. She won it. And um, she skates with the Bodega Boys a lot. She's on their Instagram a lot. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. So skating with her, skating with her um, it's very refreshing because She's not confined by the, even though we're thinking outside of our rules, we still kind of got these rules in the back of our head. Oh, grab your tricks, you know, say fakey, like these little things. She doesn't play by those rules in any way. And it's like, oh, like you actually get ideas from those people because they're thinking of it in like a way outside of how you've been trained to think about it for however many decades. And it's like, um, yeah, for me, for me, that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff that's exciting. I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place between subjects, but um I, I, I like I like that that way of looking at it too. Just like it is, it's 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 more far more art than sport. It's a creative endeavor. It's an idea thing. It's almost like if you had someone who was like really really talented and really really good at ideas, you could bring 
you can have this guy coach this guy to make him the best skater. Cause maybe on his own, he wouldn't get there because of a big part of it is creating what is fresh. And like, look at Colin Martin. The dude is peaking at like 40. I don't even understand what's going on. Half of the things he's doing. I'm like, how does he even, how do those movements, he could fake E three on something like, like look floppy. And then people, I'm just like, what? I just don't even know what's happening. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a creative space that, um, yeah, it's cool. Skating's yeah. cool. That's my uh, final answer. I've got you right. I'll I'll, I'll give you some easy questions now that should me. have that should have quick answers that that won't be too taxing in the brain. Did yeah. I see Did I see an Instagram photo with a white mesmer? I feel like I saw a white mesmer in a New York, or was it just? Did you? I feel like I'm letting you off the hook if I say was it just the the saturation or the way the light hit it. It may have been Dom skate, but it looked like a it looked like a white mesmer on an NYC trip. No, that's a no. Either that, or you're trying to bullshit me here and get out of it. But okay. Um, it may have, it may have just been Dom skate. When we got Dom skate, we got a couple of samples. Okay. Some different ideas, but the sample that you may or may not have seen is not what we're going with. Okay. So, so I did. I did see a white skate. That's all I need so to you know. You may have seen something. I, I saw a white skate in someone's but story. I'm, I'm, right. This isn't even BS. It's not what we're doing. Right. Okay. So that's right. just flat out. What you saw is not what we're doing. Okay. Um, another easy question. I recently watched. That's a tough one. I was like the toughest one. Really? Oh. Yeah. Um, Shit. Uh, I recently watched uh, It's Always Sunny in Arizona. I hadn't seen it oh, in yeah. years. And I just randomly, I think it was John Lee. John Lee like put it up and I was like, oh God, I really liked that video. And then I watched it again. What the hell does Tetums mean? Oh my God, stop it. What's, okay. what's, sorry, sorry. I'm not saying it right. Tetums. Uh, Tetums. Tetons, that's it. What what, oh what, what, my what, God. what are Tetons? What is that? God. Okay. Forgive me. Uh, this is at a younger place in my life where I thought silly little immature things were funny. I still think immature things are funny sometimes, but um I it's, it was it was Tetons are like uh breasts. Right, <laughs> okay. Right. So they're they're Tetons, female breasts. Yes. Um so what we I used thought to Americans say, called those titties, but okay, right? It, it's like it's 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 a it's a like a a, a different take on titties, the tetons. So, like we would just joke, like Colin. I'm not Colin. This is Sean and I, and Colin too. But I think Sean and I were leaning into it a lot more back then. Both single guys at the time, so we were just being funny single guys. But we used to be like tetons, greeting them, seeking them, tetons. <laughs> It's so freaking stupid. <laughs> oh my god. I'm we, sorry. So if that's offensive. <laughs> it's not offensive. It's just d- young and dumb. That's just yeah, that's the nature exactly. of things. But do you realize you're the only person that says it in the video and you say it on like five different scenes? No yeah. one else, no other John 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 doesn't say it. Alf doesn't say it. Call like it's just you. I think like it was it was me and Sean's thing. Um, I probably, when I, when I hear things that I think are funny, I'm, I'm, I could be like a five-year-old in this way. I hear things that I think they're funny and I I'll just take it too far. Like, uh, 
recently like parker he was he was calling me guns youngest at um at the blading cup and he was calling himself og because obviously like parker's the a young gun he's younger and i'm the older guy so i was like as a, as a planner he was like yo yo i'm gonna call you guns youngest because you're the youngest gun and i'm og so it's like he, he's like he's trying to be funny but i thought it was so hilarious that like for like the whole weekend i was like guns youngest my man guns like and it's just like not that funny but to me it was like hilarious and i think it's something like with the the simile with the tetons thing i just like like sean i think introduced it and i just thought it was calling breast tetons is just hilarious so i don't i'm i'm easily amused i'm sorry okay That's- i even i googled that to see i was like is that like some america is that going to show up in like some like slang wikipedia thing didn't show up in anything so i was like i need an answer um <laughs> another thing that i forgot to ask you the last time i saw you in a movie poster that um paul john made and it had like god in the title or devil or something Mm-hmm. What what happened to that? Okay, so there was like a period where I was half-assed kind of trying to pursue acting. Uh, the reason why was because the, the, the Be Unique guys, like Courtney and Chris, they had, after years after Be Unique closed, they had, they had wrote a screenplay. And they contacted me and they were like, hey, we want you to kind of be in this. And I read the script and it's basically just like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a story about a guy, but the guy who they describe is me. Like, do you know what I mean? The guy's I name remember, is I remember you telling me this last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy's the guy's name is Tommy in the thing, but I like there's descriptions of the person in this thing and how he and and I was like, okay, this they they wrote it with me in mind, like you know, around the character for this thing. And so they're like, Oh, we want you to act and so we want you to come out and like do some test shots with us. For, we want you to act across from an actress like first to see, see how you do. And then we're going to take you and you're going to do like a monologue scene in this thing. So so I basically had a um, I acted across with this actress for a while, like in the scene. And and then I another day when I did like a monologue and I, and I shot something else another time. And then what ended up happening is the thing ended up kind of falling apart. Um, but because of this, I was like pursuing these things. I had like. I shot something with like Sam D'Angelis and some and some girl. Uh, where I actually had to kiss her. I had a girlfriend at the time. And my, my my wife was my girlfriend at the time, and she was cool. I was like, I gotta kiss this girl. She's like, I was cool. Um, I and in that I was like looking for kind of whatever kind of things I could find. And PJ was shooting something with uh, Fredo Star. He's a rapper from Chicago yeah. who's who's unfortunately passed. And he was like, Yeah, so we need like strangely they needed like there was like this og gangster and they needed like someone under him who was like that kind of like crazy guy who would just like shoot anybody like do you know what i mean so i was like he was like yeah like P, like pj just use whoever's there he's like you i I, can, I I need you for this i was like okay cool so i kind of dressed up my thing and we went to like the scene it was like the strip club in in long beach and there was like strippers and other actors and i had like a gun it was an uzi and i was like basically shooting the gun in the strip club and this whole fight scene, like gun scene thing. And at the end, like Fredo comes up, he pulls me by my hair and he, he slits my throat and I bleed out on the floor and like this whole thing. And um, yeah, he's never released that. Um, and then like Fredo died like a couple months later 
like literally like two months after that, like, and Fredo, I mean, as far as I knew, he's a nice guy. Like we, he, you know, he slipped my throat. We gave a hug afterwards. He's a cool guy. We had jokes. He's, he's a cool guy, man. Like, and so, yeah, he, he passed and, uh, PJ's never put it out. And, and P, as far as I know, PJ is like sitting on like all kinds of things like that. He has like little peep stuff that he filmed that he never released. He has this Fredo stuff that he never released. He just, he's busy and He's always like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to release it. I'm going to release that soon. Like, yeah, like 10 years pass or something like that. And nothing ever happens. But I even had a little reel. I had a, cause I asked Chris to send my, my clip. So I had like an acting reel of myself that I was going to try to use to get in some acting things happening, which is, okay. I just never got like, I don't know. I, I went to like a few auditions and nothing ever panned out, but that was something I, I tried to do for a minute. I could imagine that being quite draining really quickly, like just constantly like even if you just go to like i don't know two or three auditions it, it, that it's like doing job interviews you're like oh god this is just starting to kind of grind on me like if you don't get called back or whatever you don't get a part you're like is this just going to be a conveyor belt of just trying this over and over again like that would yeah yeah i feel like that's a thing you have to pursue if you're a financially stable or b like younger you know yeah. I, I i was just like i don't have the I need, I need to do regular work. And then I just had, had like not the time to do that kind of stuff. Um, I had some friends like trying to encourage me like Shannon Rogers. Like she's always like in, tr trying to encourage me. She's like, yo, you need to be a comedian. I'll write your stuff. Come on, let's do it. Let's make, let's, let's make it happen. You need to get it. You need to be an actor. You need to be an actor. She always tells me because she's like, you know, she's done her thing acting. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's a writer. She's a comedy writer. She worked on Ellen and um, she's still doing like a ton. She, she was doing even like uh like stage acting, which is like different than like on front of the camera, like, you know, in front of live audiences. So she's like really in, involved and invested in the craft. And she was a person who was, uh, you know, she worked like corporate ass job, like her whole life. I think she was like 29 when she's like this life, like this life isn't for me. She quit her job, came out to Cali and tried to pursue acting. And, and she made, she's making a successful life for herself. They're doing it. So she's always like, kind of giving me that, like, yo, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I can, because I make jokes and we're all hanging out and I, we're all hanging out. I can be funny and stuff like that, but um, I'm a skater. Oh, that's what I do. I do skating and uh, I'm a businessman now. Businessman. That's you know, I, I'm, I'm sure a businessman of your stature can relate, you know? Uh, sure. I get myself into a lot of debt. Yeah. I'll call myself a businessman. Yeah. yeah <laughs> let's, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, someone someone asked for the the backstory, the history of wheel scene recently, and I was like, I'm not putting that video in public. That's painful. But I made a Patreon video and put it up, and the person was just like, Holy shit! Okay, because I was like, Yeah, like went to the bank with no money, got a stupid amount of like an overdraft. Overdrafts have interest. Interests have charges. I was like, started off as five grand, ended up being closer to twenty by the end. I'd, by by the time I ran it into the ground, yeah, uh, yeah, running escape publications up. So, oh, you. You know, it's funny. I'll, I'll, Learning curve. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. You want to hear something that keeps me up sometimes? Okay. Go for it. So, ordering lots of skates is expensive. Oh, right? yes. So, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, when you take on that kind of debt and you're like trying to make the skate company work, and it works. That's great. 
but I have, I have a mentor actually in this, and I have one person I could call and talk to for advice, someone who owned a skate company uh, before. And as much as I love him, it's not John Julio. He doesn't mentor me. Um, it's, it's Brian Shima. Like I mean, Brian, that, that was going to be my first guess, but okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I was, I was, I was kind of trying to make a joke with it's not John Julio, but and I don't think it landed, which is why I can't do the comedy thing. But um, the Shima thing. Uh, so I talked to Shima all the time and I remember when Shima left, he was uh, I'm not going to get into specifics. It's not my, it's not my business to share, but he basically let me know that he was in a substantial amount of debt. Um, so how long has it been since SSM? Almost a decade. Okay. Just under a decade. Okay. Okay. So I spoke no, to Brian. That like, can't be true because uh, Dave Lang's skate was 2000. And yes, it is. Oh my God. We're getting so old that I can. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was a long time. Yes. It's a decade. Yeah. Okay. So before starting Mesmer, I was talking to Shima a lot. Uh, since starting Mesmer, I hadn't speak, speaking him as frequently, but we, he called the other day to let me know he's coming to winter clash by the way, which is cool. And, uh, he was, uh, he's, he was, how's Mesmer, man. You know, how's, you know, talks. Oh yeah. You know, it's, uh, um, I was like, you know, I just, I'm just hoping we can sell skates. I'm hoping it all goes well so we can make this thing happen, you know? And, uh, I know that, and SSM wasn't pretty for you, man. He was like, oh no, he, he was in high number of debt. And I was like, well, you know, you live and you learn, right? He's like, I'm still learning. He's like, I still owe. <laughs> so if there's anything that's motivating for me, like uh, it's to keep myself out of that position, which is like probable, <laughs> not only possible, but yeah. you could maybe venture and say it's probable, but um, you know, so that's, that's something that wakes me up in the morning and uh, the reality of knowing what, what is there. And that's something that maybe not um, I information I wasn't privy to as a rider and maybe my riders don't need to be privy to, or people don't need to, but that the people who are, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it looks easy. Maybe it does, but it's not. <laughs> I think, I think anyone with an ounce of common sense, can appreciate well or at least should try to see it from both sides and see like you know i've heard people i'm not going to name names um i've heard people call out people in the industry and go oh they're balling they're really successful why are the writers not living off it why are they right and i'm like and with all due respect i get the writers build brands like writers make brands cool they are the faces of it but they're not the ones taking the financial risk. They're not the ones that may not ever be able to buy a house because their credit is so bad. They're not the ones that have dedicated 10 years of their life saving up for this money to start this fucking company. They are the talent and that talent is appreciated. Well, it should be appreciated, but it's not the be all and end all. And they shouldn't be earning the same amount of money as the person who owns the company. That is a ridiculous concept. So when I see like successful shop owners get called out and say, well, how come that guy's got the nice car in the house and living life? And how come his riders are only getting a couple hundred pounds a month or whatever? And you're like, it's because he he's up at five in the morning working his ass yeah, off. He didn't take the, That's why. <laughs> yes. That like, not because they slept into noon 
and they yeah. got in a car and drove to a spot and got five clips. It's not the, it's it's not because of that. So and that's that's great. Like we need those clips. Don't get me wrong, but it's 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 it, it isn't that. And um, yes, and when that and when that pro skater stops skating, he still got bills. You know, the owner of the shop still has bills to pay. He still has inventory that he needs to clear. It you know. So it's like, come on, like just mm-hmm. have some common sense. Try to look at it from the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. No, and 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 it's something that like. Um, some like because I've been honest, some of my riders have like kind of learned if they want to, if they if they care to know. And um I've been like them and uh like I, you know, John's been like, dude, we need we need this, we need a bigger warehouse, we need this. I was like, Yeah, I know, you're you're right. Yeah, we do. Can't do it, <laughs> can't get it right now, but you're you, we do need all of these things like that we can't really do right now. So we need the influx to kind of get it going. And and right now we're just keeping I'm just at a place where we're just keeping our overhead like crazy low, like as low as possible. Like uh, my storage is like, it's at a public store. It's never going to get cheaper than the storage I have. Um, I, I like, I'm lucky to get money from other areas where I barely pay myself. Um, and then the monthlies, the royalties and two trips a year. And then we flights and things like that. So it's, it's still a lot, but it, but it, but it, but it's not like it's not like uh, it, it, there's there's a few things that are just basic, like basic common things that you have for business that that if I just had those basic things, it would make it more difficult for us. So it's just like right now we're just doing with the minimum and just putting some elbow grease in, which is perfect because like everyone like it suits everyone's personality. We're all like you know, I'm a I'm a street kind of like a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scrappy kind of guy. So I'm, I'm down to like, you know, do without in some situations. And um, like, yeah, I think just everyone as being bladers are kind of like kind of used to that energy as like the common. So like, I don't know. I feel it's good. I don't know if that's, I kind of trailed off there, but <laughs> no, you, weirdly you actually answered my question before I get around to it. Cause I was like, you put up the screenshot of you and Brian Shima talking i was like what the hell were you guys talking about but you already you're basically already answered the question before i even get around to it so yeah didn't need to but um no it's it's it's, it's a it's a rare thing to have uh like he didn't have someone you know to talk to when he started his first company like he didn't watch out for this watch out for that like he didn't have that like and i'm lucky that that you know, he'll call be like, Hey, Bill, what's going on, dude? Like, you know, talk, he's big into music. We'll talk music. We'll talk. He's going to winter clash. Like he's excited to be going to winter clash. And, uh, uh it's going to be a good winter clash this year. Um, Aragon, I think is going to go to, um, and, and then he's, but then, but then he's like, we'll, we'll talk things and I'll hear things that I'm, I'm not going to hear from anybody else. Like, I'm not going to hear it from, or even if I do hear it from Matthias, I'm not going to hear it you know, Matias has been extremely successful. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Brian's gone. Uh, uh, he didn't go like the recreational skates, uh, speed skate, all skate path. He did what I'm doing. Like, you know mm. what I mean? So it's like, he's like having that perspective from him and even knowing that that's possible. Like, Oh, cool. I could be, I could end up a half a million dollars in debt. Like that could, that could be it. And with nothing. And then everyone could be like, I hate this guy at the end of everything at the end of it all. 
that could be what happens. And 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 I know that that's like a full reality because it's happened. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, so um, all of the, like, I'm just I'm like, I'm fortunate to be in the position. I'm scared to be in the position. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm nervous. I believe in it more than anything. I'm faith. Like it's, 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 it gets me up in the morning, but it, it, it's, uh, it is, it's cool. You know, if you guys want to buy Mesmer skates, just go buy them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what you referred to as like your approach to skating with that. Yeah. With that trick in New York is like, it's, it's not fun, but there's a reward. There's a payoff. It's like, there's, there's that satisfaction for knowing that you put that much on the line and yeah, it might blow up in your face, but it also might just work out. And that's, isn't that a risk worth taking? Because if you don't, you're always going to wonder. And you kind of seem like me, you kind of seem like the person that would rather fail and say, well, I tried it. I kind of fucked it up, but I tried it. And I would rather, like, people always say, like, people say to me, do you regret, do you regret doing it? You lost a lot of money. I was in debt for years. I only paid it off, like, Three year, three or four years ago, and I'm like, no, because I don't want to be sitting when I'm sixty and going. What I if? fucking hated those rollerblading magazines, and they're like, why didn't you do one? I should have done one. It would have been better than all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, what if? I tried it, and it it didn't work out, but I tried it. But here you are. You've reinvented, and you're still present, and and you're still contributing, and glutton for punishment. I, yeah, I think I think a lot of us are, and I think. It 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 evolved. You know, there have been times I've like I've cursed skating to death. I'm like, uh, I hate it. I hate. I fucking hate rollerblading. Fucking hate it. And the reason that'd be a good soundbite to use um, against me. <laughs> but like, I, I used I used to be. I'll I just delete be, the rest of the interview. That's <laughs> there, just that exactly. Just put that on Instagram. Just that. Um, but it was because I was like invested in certain ways and maybe I put like all my eggs in one basket and, and I, I didn't have a backup plan and I was too confident. I wanted this to work out, but you know, um, you, you know, you learn like all these things become, and you, 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 uh, as a, what kind of regular coach had a book winner learn, you know what I mean? And you know, if you don't win, you learn. So at this point we've pretty studious, you know, we've done a lot of learning, but um yeah, I just, I just still, I don't know if it's a glutton for punishment, but it, you just, you just evolve. You find, you find ways to adapt and to make it work. And then, yeah, you could, like you said, you don't, you don't have the thing in the back of your head, like what it could have, should have, what would have happened. And that, uh, and that feeling like, you know, you, you kind of get to live it out and you get to test it out. And it's a lot of the times I feel like there's not even really, much choice in life like i feel like there's just the acceptance or denial of certain urges and pushes like either you okay fine or you fight what you're feeling and you push it away but the choices themselves aren't like something you have much of a say in like it's just like something that you feel to do or you you know and it's everything that i've done has led me to this point in rollerblading like I want to be sponsored. Okay. I want to go to California. Oh, cool. I want to, I want to get sent to Europe to skate. I want to get paid to skate. I want to pro skate. I want to do work with a skate company. Create was the first one. I, and, and I want to, I want to throw a competition and I want to go like do this. And like, 
turn around. I'm like, how the hell did I end up in this position? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Here I am talking to Shima about, hey, buddy, don't end up a few hundred thousand dollars in debt. I'm like, man, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I don't know. And and I'm fully prepared for tough things ahead. I'm not like delusional, like, oh, man, you know, smooth sailing from here on out. No, dude, I expect everything to crash and burn right in front of my face. I don't care, but I'm going to give it the best effort possible. And we fight our asses off like we always do. And if it works out, sweet. If people understand our vision and what we're trying to do and what we're we're trying to show and they want to ride with us, let's go. And if we don't convince enough people and we end up not, our skating ends up being small and we end up not being a consequential company and people don't really feel it less, then we won't survive. And then there'll be something else. And, but we'll still be doing the skating thing because it's so deeply intertwined into who we are with like the relationships. Like I can't think of, I wouldn't want to think of a life without interacting with some of these individuals. Like, you know what I mean? Like this guy, Mark is like, I I love this guy, like Mark and, you know, um, John is like a brother of mine, you know what I mean? And so this is the thing that binds us among many other things. And we're in this struggle together. And, you know, people had worse struggles back in the day. This is just like rollerblading. We're all like eating every day. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, True. we have like a roof under it. It's not like we're in like 1500s dark ages. Like, you know, I don't know what was happening in some of those parts of Europe, but I'm sure it was pretty tough, right? It's weapons Col- and stuff. Cholera, cholera was happening. Oh man, that sounds tough. <laughs> right. I've, I've, brutally quizzed you for over two and a half hours but i've got one question to ask you that someone someone wanted to ask and then i'll let you go actually someone wants to it's give a breeze a man this time flies by with you buddy someone wants to give you a shout out likewise uh, it's also disgusting me that you're getting uh gray hair and turning into a silver fox whereas i'm just getting old and wrinkly it really offends me billy so if you could just stop doing that that'd be great if you could just I'm get sorry, a little bit. i don't see one you're not i don't see one gray hair in the beard so you're not convinced I, I can see gray hair peeking out underneath that cap Bro, it's starting... everywhere in my life i hate yeah. it look at you you look fine but you're you're turning into a silver fox i'm just a cue ball head um <laughs> Right. First off, Nathan Bentley said, shout out for the disaster roll to Dark Soul in charging. I'm guessing he means the one, I think it was in LA and you're wearing like a bomber jacket. Oh, yeah. It was in San Francisco. I was wearing yeah. Pat Lennon's Marlboro jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. So here we go. Um, I, th- I think he, I think this is more of a social media question, but yeah. Um, I know certain brands have incentive plans for skaters to make content. This appears to have changed our collective interpretation of what it means to be a pro. So like the difference between pro and influencer, I'm guessing he means. Um, Billy, what are your expectations for Mesmer Riders? So at the moment, I, I, I like we were saying before, um, all right okay so basically he elaborates he's like do you want them he's like do you want them to operate in a more traditional sense as in just put out sections and don't really care about social media presence or do you want them to like basically like push you guys in socials Mm. like have you ever have you have you ever like directed the team in that way being like oh well if you guys could do this for us this would help yeah yeah i have or do you leave it up to them to decide no, I have. Okay, so in payment on incentive, incentive we don't do because it's just one of those things that I it it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. Um, but 
you know, I don't know. Maybe we have to switch to that in the future. I, at the moment, doesn't look like we're going to have to, and I don't want to do that. Um, everyone's motivated on their own. Like, okay, we had something. We try to keep up on the content. We try to put high quality content up on our Instagram. So because of that, we don't have content every day because we can't like get a freaking iPhone picture and make a thing happen. Like use photo photos from photographers and usually a portrait. We, they, they come together, like there'll be a sequence of things. So it's, um, it's tricky for that. If there are times, there have been times where we were like, had a lot of content we were sitting on and we're about to release it and we weren't going to release it for like two weeks. So I've sent messages out like, Hey dudes, if like you guys end up out at the skate park with the homies and like you film some clips and you're feeling cool, just like tag us as a collaborator and like, we'll just like share it. Like if you're going to film it on your phone and put it on your stories, like it'd be great if you could like share it as a reel we'll collab and, and uh, the guys who can do, you know, I mean, it's like, the, I feel like everyone's motivated to try to help Mesmer who's on the team. Like we're all like, I, you know, I think everyone seems to be happy unless there's some like secret thing that I don't know about. And if there is guys, let me know, but you don't know about the, I hate riding for Mesmer WhatsApp group. It could be there. Or Bill's a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Bill's a jerk. Uh, But I mean, it could be like, um, but at the moment, uh, so far from what I see from everyone, everyone seems to be pretty happy and it, it doesn't take much. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm like, Hey guys, like, you know, can you do that? They're like, I've asked that and like the, the next day Livy has like put something out and like I've asked that and like Martin and has put something out the next day. Like there obviously there's at any given time, there's always going to be someone with an injury or who's going to school or it's going to be winter and like not possible to skate. But uh, everyone is pretty responsive. And like I said, there's been times it's been a while, but there's been times where I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I go like we need some content. I'm just going to go to the skate park for a second. Like, you know. But and try to put out something. But um, yeah, it's everyone's pretty receptive in that way. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just like really lucky that it seems to be that at this current moment, at this current time, everyone seems to believe in the thing that we're doing. So I just want to keep that. That's, yeah, I think that's awesome. And I fully agree. And I'm so like, I was devastated when the skates didn't fit me. That was because I, 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 for the brief, time that my feet did fit in them i absolutely love those sole plates are unreal um but unfortunately i've got a big stupid uh shovel foot and it's just too wide for the skate but um but yeah i love what you guys are i'm doing sorry to band. hear that and i just want i know that not every skate fits every person but that is all of yeah that is the like unfortunately skates are such personal things that yeah. it's basically it's impossible to create a boot that cares to everyone it's physically impossible unless well, you're unless you're creating like i don't know a shadow that you can just basically wear as like a, a sandal but on, other than that it's it's a hard ask we are aware of this problem and we're looking into growing into a company that can accommodate everybody so hopefully in the future we can have more options that's our goal be mesmer paid flow as an ip for this case so i'm flowing myself i'm getting myself in a circle here um paid you're in, mesmer man. flow scotland you're in dude <laughs> yeah um 
I can only do unity grinds though, so that's like, I'm kind of limited in that. I'm, I can do un, that's not un, true. unity variations. I, that's it. That's not true. I've seen your stuff. Triggers. You can move. You're good, dude. I was actually surprised. Like not not, not for nothing. All right. I didn't see your skating before before our 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 first podcast. And then like I I did some research after and I was like, dang, you're good, man. You're a great skater. I, I can do horrible steep rails like you, Billy. I can't I can't true spin them, but I can I can do them. They're just it's just not got, as pretty. But you know. You got it, you got it, man. You got it. Don't don't beat <laughs> yourself up. <laughs> right. I'm aware that you've already done your podcast today. Um, and you've not now done this one, so you've probably spent like five hours in front of that damn computer, and I feel incredibly guilty about that. So I'm going to let you. I'm going to spend another five when I get off from you. Oh God! I was going to say I'll let you enjoy the rest of your after. How what are you doing after this? Well, um, it's I'm just fix, figuring everything out with bitter cold and winter clash. Okay. So I basically I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make bitter cold because they're two weeks apart. I'm trying to see if we could do anything with the team in between that time because we're going out there and see if we could do something around after hotels, um, flights, um, email. I basically just uh, I, I've been putting it off because I've been dealing with all like the Christmas stuff on the heavy end. But it's like, oh, shoot, I got to get it like now or it's going to tickets are going to go up and stuff like that. So I'm just like, uh, yeah, f- just figuring those two events out pretty much but i right. a lot of it has to do with like you know you're inter- you talk with the teammate guys it's good to who's free these dates and like you know just all that chit chat and chit chatting you know you know i have been talking on this thing for many hours i'm you're sorry like, you're like, i've run out of words I don't, have, I don't i don't have any words left i'm just gonna make words up and see what happens yeah yeah that's where i'm at but right i've taken up enough of your time thank you very much for doing this you answered way more than I even intended on asking, but yeah, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure and I'll see you at Winter Clash. Hey, you know, I wanted to say something actually before I go and thank you. I was, this might be a piece of information some viewers would like to hear. So our first podcast was kind of the result of, I feel like I had to address some things publicly. Um, one of the catalysts was having had Josh Petty come on our podcast at like kind of a tumultuous time in our country and probably world around us and regarding certain things that were sensitive regarding race and still are, but at the time it was more so, uh, George Floyd had just happened and, uh, we originally were supposed to have Josh on at like the end of January, but we like, he was unable to make it. So we pushed it back two days falling into like black history month, which was like also like an unintended consequence that didn't make us look great. And so I had to address some of these things. I thought some people might like to know as a random piece of information that Josh actually reached out to me like two weeks ago. And he said, Hey, you got a second? And I said, Okay, I haven't spoken to him since. And I said, I mean, since we did the podcast. And I said, Okay. So he basically wanted to express to me that he wasn't proud about what he said at the end of the episode. And he has changed his his mind on it. He thinks he was wrong. He's made some new friends that come from different parts of the country 
and these friends are people of color and they basically shed some light or helped grow his perspective in a certain way. And he asked, would you mind? I, I know it's a lot to ask, but I would like to remove that part from the podcast. And I'd like to write a statement, like basically saying how he's changed the way he's thought about the subject. And as he was saying this, he started saying this and he's like, he's like, he was literally like, and you know, I think I was wrong. As he's saying this, I was like trying to record it, like the screen record on my phone. And I was like, oh, I got to get this. So I had the screen record. He was going. And then I got off and I realized screen record doesn't like record your voice in any way. So it just like it oh. takes a screenshot of the screen. So I was like, <laughs> damn it. I didn't hear anything. Ah. But um, I think I wanted to bring that up because. You know, Josh, Josh is an interesting guy in our sport. He was someone who was like very revered uh, and highly regarded. And we had, we had a moment where basically all that went out the window. Um, and I, I think even to some degree, even hosting them on the podcast, like I felt what that felt like, like I was like, Oh, like everything I've done could just be like, if I get put in this box of, of this person, then I'm just this person forever, you know? And it just made me think, wow, like we got to give people like the opportunity to, to figure it out on their own, you know? And if we can, it's not always called for, but be forgiving because we're not always, uh, we aren't like, we aren't as individuals, the, some of our ideas or thoughts at the time were more than that. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I just wanted to express that because that was kind of how we started our thing. Yeah. And I, when I, when I, when he called me, the first people I wanted to tell was I wanted to tell Phil, I wanted to tell you, and I wanted to tell Kenan because, um, in particular, you guys took issue, uh, you know, uh, strong positions on this. I don't know. I don't even know what I what I think I'm trying to express. I don't have a message. I, I just think that it's a fascinating thing that happened. It it made me. I respected him for it, and I think that. Um, I don't know. That's it. That, that's all I think. Yeah. I. I think that shows. I mean, I'm never going to agree with Josh on on certain things, and I right. I think I was pretty fair about what happened with Jump Street. I didn't. I didn't. I do too. I think you I were jumped in anyone's throat. I I was able yeah. to see it from both perspectives. Yep. Well, yes, I did disagree, but I do think that does say a lot for Josh and the fact that he could have just let it slide. He could have just been like, "Stand by what I say. I'm not changing." Mm -hmm. That's. If that's the world around me, so be it. I don't have to partake. But the fact that it's clearly weighed on his mind either the whole time or at least a significant enough amount of time that he's felt the need to reach out to you out of the blue mm. and address it. And the fact that he's doing so with humility and remorse, I, I think that's a good thing. And I, I think it's 
I think it paints a positive picture of his personality that he is sitting there and thinking about it and not just going, that's everyone else's problem. Yeah. Like he's saying, I I did wrong and I acknowledge that and I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and change it. That's I think that's all that you can really hope for from anyone. Oh obviously there's certain things that are unforgivable. There are certain things that you do that yeah. you know you just can't take back. But words I feel like depending on what you say, there's depending. There's, yeah. yeah. And I, I do feel that even though I didn't agree with what he said, I didn't think at any point it was malicious or or ill willed. I just thought it was misinformed and naive. Ignorance. Yeah. And I feel like now he's got a greater perspective. And it sounds like you said he spoke to people who are telling him things and he's actually taken it on board rather than just going, Oh, well, I disagree. End of discussion. Because that was his kind of stance. Yeah, previously. exactly, exactly. So I, I think that's a positive thing, and I think if anyone did take issue with with Josh said and heard what you just said there, I think they they'd see that as a good thing. Yeah, I feel like right now, like I'm like the uh, lawyer for Josh. I'm not <laughs> like it's just like uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know Josh that well to be honest with you. I'm just, um, I'm just conveying what I felt to be an honest uh, message that I know it was a point of contention for a lot of people. So I just, I don't. Maybe some people would be interested to know it. Maybe not, but it's what happened. So I figured uh, since we're on, share it. Exactly. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's a positive thing. Definitely. I think I'll take this moment to say thank you very much for everything that you do for the industry. I see a lot of your work. I pay attention to your stuff. I really enjoyed what you did with John. Um, I think that sometimes you can be provocative, but I think that's important. And I like that. Um, so thank you for having me on. And I hope to see more of your stuff. And I can hope it, to can are, make me are you blush, go- Billy. Stop it. Good. Uh, you know, I don't want you to blush. It'll get red all over, right? That's that's true. That's that's true. Uh, where, where does it end? Where does it end? <laughs> well, as me, I only got one color, it's gray. Uh, will I see it when it clash or you will indeed. Fantastic. I hope to have one of those. What are they called? Oh God, beer. a hell is beer. So they're from they're from Berlin, I think. But yeah, um, okay. close. We'll enough. aim for it. I'll, we'll I'll, aim for it. I'll buy you a beer at Winter Clash. I'll buy you one too, buddy. All right. Speak soon. Thanks, man. Bye.